Vlad has one MVP. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off. It is me, Joey P., Joe Pizapia. That, of course, is Dinger Dan Harris, and it's you. And we're talking all things baseball, and we did have a single baseball game last night to talk about. We're going to talk about our thoughts from the All-Star game, and, of course, we're also going to talk about our thoughts on some players going forward. Uh, I've got five pitchers and five hitters that I think could be very pivotal, depending on how they perform for the second half, or should I say the latter part now of the Major League Baseball season. We'll get into all of that, and we'll also get into what in the hell was everybody wearing yesterday? Dan Harris, the All-Star Game uniforms looked exactly like the old-school Baseball Stars ones from uh, old-school NES. Mm -hmm. If you're old enough to have played that game, then your life was pretty good and your childhood was amazing. But what in the hell was that? I like seeing the real jerseys out there. What was that? I don't get that at all. It's terrible. I hate it, Dan. I, I'm an old man yelling at the sky. I'm in agreement with you. I the the wearing of your normal uniforms, that's kind of what that's what the all-star game is. This is probably just a marketing ploy by MLB. Sucked. I didn't like it whatsoever. Uh you should answer Aaron's question before we go forward, really. <laughs> well, I wasn't because... bringing it up there. No, Aaron wants to know out. how I got my head so shiny. It's all the knowledge, Aaron. All the knowledge just starts to seep out and it starts to glow. And I actually haven't even shaved in a few days. So there you go. Oh, but uh, Look at you. it's, it's, you know, this is not an accident. Okay. In the words <laughs> of John Witherspoon, you, you think this is an accident? No, this is coordinated. That's what that is. But Dan, what, why do they do these things? And why are they talking to Freddie Freeman while he's trying to play? And then a ball goes over his head. I mean, uh, Freddie Freeman was being a nice guy there, but come on. I actually thought that that was pretty funny. I thought the whole thing, like when you're like, oh, all right, let's let's get Liam Hendricks uh, talking on the mound while he's closing out a game. I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was weird. But uh, I, I do think that making players mic'd up like that would just increase, it, you know, maybe not don't talk to them while they're batting or fielding. But having more players mic'd up, generally speaking, would be really good. For the game there is nothing that i enjoy more and it's been taken down everywhere but when uh Syndergaard was thrown out of the game for <laughs> throwing behind jace Utley and somebody leaked the whole terry collins rant and the umpire the umpires came off great in that whole thing that one umpire did and terry collins like as a mets fan you never really appreciate terry collins but when you saw that you were like oh now i know why all his players love him now i know why because he goes toward them it was great insight into just what they do. They shouldn't mic like half the teams up every game and just have it like that. Maybe not talk to them during plays and stuff like that. But I'm not. Just make it. sure you have a five second delay at least. <laughs> uh, also, Freddie Freeman's son is hilarious. He, he's like that. That whole quote about dad, can you can you start picking things up so we can go to the All Star game and I can be <laughs> Fernando Tatis? That Good is luck. like the exemplification of you know, as, as dads, your kids are always thoroughly unimpressed by you, no matter what you do. It's true. That kid's dad is Freddie Freeman, one of the best players in major league baseball. Yep. Right. And he's like, dad, can you just introduce me to Fernando Tatis? I mm -hmm. mean, I, hysterical, brilliant. And it just, just goes to show you, it doesn't matter what you do. Your kids have zero respect for you. Speaking of which, I just want to give everybody an update. Will Harris is okay. He is not out for the season. He is day to day. Uh, if you were on stages last night, there was a, a small incident, which I don't even know if Dan wants to share the story. Sure, All I know yeah. is kids yeah. get into hilarious things on the way to bed and that they should not be touching or doing or getting involved in. 
but he's okay. That's the main part. And I want to thank everybody for joining stages. I was having some technical difficulty getting in there, but once I did, it was magical. It was wonderful. I want to do another one. It's like old school radio call in stuff, uh, good times. And I want to thank everyone who joined, but Dan will is okay. The trainers gave him the, uh, the seal of approval, right? Uh, there is uh, a little known fact about parenting, which is you should not let your kids play with their new ice skates right before bed. That's just something that look, that's a, something that I need to learn as a parent. And I it's a, it's a good first time uh, experience for me. So there was a, a minor uh, accident that I had to go jump off stages to deal with. Mom was there, but only dad, only dad can handle the the big uh, events. So Will Harris is fine. He is ready. He went to camp today. He's good to go. No stitches necessary. So all is well. But yes, it was a great time yesterday. We'll certainly do it again. And next season, by the way, into draft season, that's when it's going to be really most important. Because I yeah. think, Joe, you and I can sort of bang those out all the time. Have people come up. They can ask questions. We can do AMAs all the time especially in the beginning of the season. But yes, everybody, thank you for joining us. So that was great. And we're going to be doing it during football season too. So make sure you oh, join yeah. Discord at fantasypros.com slash chat. It's going to be a huge thing for us this year. Um, and, and I just, you know, just to be able to interact with everybody too is so cool to, you know, just... I know like what Wonky Penguin feel. sounds like. like I that's know. Amazing. I know I, what Dr. Glenn, Glenn sounds like from St. a St. Christopher. One. I miss Dr. Glenn. I'm very upset because I had some. I, want, I, don't think I wanted very... to take a look at this thing on my neck there and no. see what, you know, what he yeah. thought that might be. All right. But, you know, it wasn't enough time. But anyway, uh, let's talk about the game. Vladdy Guerrero, the star of the game, the youngest MVP ever, yep. uh, goes yard. Not surprising there. The American League wins again. The under comes in. The under... The over-under was 11, and I understand, like, last time the game was in cores, it was, like, 5,000 run score, but that was also in 1998, where yep. the players were juiced up and there was a lot going on, so I'm not surprised by the under. I think it's very hard, Dan, for a Major League Baseball game, you know, where you have players getting one shot at a pitcher uh, that they don't see that often to get hits and things like that, but that just tells you how great Vlad is. It, it was a very quick game, too, very yeah. expeditious, which was good. Sometimes they drag on. But overall, uh, entertaining. Uh, Vladdy gave you the big moment, and uh, that seems to be all she wrote. Any other thoughts on the game last night? I mean, the, the, I think the National League struck out three times in the game. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's probably was, one of the reasons. Get up, grip it, and rip Let's it. Let's go. That's, what it was. that's one of the reasons why it moved so quickly. But, yeah, it was entertaining. I'm reminded of how ridiculous it was that they used to determine home field advantage uh, based on the winner of the game. It's something that's just fun. It's great to get a little insight, a little, mm -hmm. you know, I like the mic'd up. It was great to just for have casual fans or to be like, oh, look at these guys. They're they're fun to sort of, you know, deal with. So it was it was an enjoyable game. Not the best all-star game I've ever seen. But yeah, no. the under to the extent you were betting, I, you know, I think we both said I definitely said the American League. I remember American that. American League just, under and Vlad Guerrero home run prop yeah. is what I went on Sports Grid yesterday yeah. to talk about. And yeah. Uh, Three for three. If all yeah, I had put money go. on it, I was so busy yesterday with stupid camp that Gosh. I forgot to even do that. But that's okay. Um, but we'll get into more of your fantasy stuff, too, because here's a, a good question here. Trade Meadows, Morton, and Luis Robert for Mike Trout. Uh, I say yes. Yes, if you can get Mike Trout, do it. This is, uh, this is the time to pounce, take a shot, uh, go Hamilton style there. I think that's an appropriate amount. Uh, Luis Robert, obviously the health still a question for him. Morton, you, you've still got... Uh, you know, the age factor with him. Also what the Braves look like here without Acuna, which I think is going to be a lesser version, but yeah, I'm, I'm in for this. How about you, Dan? You think this is appropriate value, Mr. Trade chart, Mr. Mr. TC, the EIC of FP. The trade chart will say not 
to do this for sure. Um, but the reason is just because I don't know. I still have no idea when Trout's come back to you. Like, I, I mean, do we? I don't think it's going to be in July. I, he hasn't done. He's not going to run at all anymore. So it, I think really what it depends on, and this is probably will be my lead in to the trade chart. It's like if you're if you're in a head league, obviously, but if you're in a rotisserie league and you're in a good spot, okay, you're you're really in a good spot. You have a lot of depth then you can make that move for sure. But if you are like, man, I need to have a huge second half. I'm trading for Trout. I just, look, Trout, I don't think he's going to be back before August, maybe. I think you August. Know. I mean, it's only the 14th of July. I mean, if he gets no, no, the green I, light. I, yeah, I think August, right. Because he's got, he's yeah. going to need a lengthy rehab assignment and he's not going to run. Like there will be no stolen bases to the extent you were even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine to do that. But Meadows is a quality player. Morton is a quality starter. And, you know, Robert, will probably be back in September. So I, probably wouldn't do it i I don't i don't fault you if you do but i probably wouldn't all right here's another question from the uh the uh, red b uh how do you you boys see juan soto doing in the second half uh two words sunshine and rainbows that's what i see uh and one of my bold predictions on the bold prediction show was uh, juan soto would end up being the one one of the year that is not going to come to fruition however one of my bold predictions was also Shohei otani having 100 rbi and 100 strikeouts He's awfully close to that mark yeah. already. There's a there's a chance. It's a chance by like that first week of August. Check and check on that bad boy. But uh, tomorrow we will do some bold predictions. I think that'll be fun. Dan and sure. I will maybe go through that. Give you our rest of season bold predictions. That should be fun. Also last night, Dan Freddie Peralta. Ooh wee! I I don't want to lose sight of that. That was a that was a fun performance where you get up there and the guy just just bullets, man, just throwing bullets by people. God, I love me some Freddie Peralta. I think that's also a great uh, reminder, if you will, about patience with certain players. Like Freddie Peralta was a young arm with a lot of talent. Sometimes you just got to wait, be patient, and sometimes that patience is rewarded. Sometimes it's not. But if you believe in the player, practice patience. Not everybody goes out there and becomes Juan Soto where they're just the best player in baseball almost from the get. Like that, that's just not always going to happen. But what did you think of Freddie Peralta? And then on the other side, Corbin Burns' performance where he walks somebody and he's given up hits. I mean, what? who is that guy? I don't know who that guy is. I What I'd like to ask you about, Joe, is oh, what, uh, well, Peralta in particular. Like, put mm-hmm. aside his performance, of course, in the All-Star game. What are we thinking about Peralta rest of the season? Let, we, let's, rem- let's go back. Let's go. Well, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, let's go back. Let me set it up. You're, you're the terrified. Host. You're the host. But it's all, he's, one of our, he's one of our names. So do you want to just start talking names? Sure. Yeah. All right. Great. All let's right. So I let's do it. The show sheet. My bad. My well, bad. Why ahead. would you read the show sheet? I, mean, I want why, why I would like you... to be surprised. It's yeah. Like Last night, like, by the way, test. Dan roasted me about my lack of preparedness and professionalism True. because I couldn't get True. stages to work properly. And here's Dan. There's like two things in the show sheet. And he read. I want to be surprised about what's happening <laughs> today. Okay. This is intense. Surprise. Enough. I'm unprepared. All right. All no. right. So here you go. The five most important fantasy finishers for pitchers. And then we're going to do hitters too. One of them is Freddie Peralta. So that's, that's actually one of the five. So go ahead. Set up your question to me about Freddie P. I think the Brewers were pretty open about what their plan was for pitchers coming into the year. And it was a hundred more innings than they pitched last year. Now, I don't think anybody went in and saying like, they're definitely going to hold them to that. But you look at a guy like Freddie Peralta, this is not a guy who like, okay, you started last year, you pitched 60, 70 innings. So we're going to be careful. This is a guy who last year pitched 29 and a third innings. 
the year before in the majors, 85 innings. He probably had, I think, six or seven more. But mm-hmm. he basically is not a guy who tops 100 innings at all. But again, last year, less than 30. He's at 98. He's at 98 innings right now, Joe. What, realistically, do we just expect the Brewers to just push him the whole way without any regard, given that this is the first time he's done this? Or are you concerned about what we're going to see from him? Well, the most he's ever thrown was 120, and that was back in 2017. Right. (laughs) So I just want to put that out there. I'm terrified. I'm and, and legit. Are you and trading I, for him? Like, are, or are you backing off because you're worried well, about the innings? I, here's the thing. Uh, the the most important share I have is in a head-to-head points home league where I'm in the playoffs. Now, luckily for me, in that scenario, our playoffs end the first week of September. We, we start play, The way my league is yeah. structured, we have this one long extended week. It's the last week after the All-Star break. Boom, playoffs start. So it's a 16-team league. Eight teams make the playoffs. Two weeks of playoffs. Two weeks of playoffs. Two weeks of championship. And then, boom, by the time Labor Day rolls around, it's football season and everybody can go home happy. Okay. So for me, it's not an issue. Season-long Roto, he's already given you everything you need. So your, your Freddie and Peralta investment has been so good. It's basically, it's putting the kids through college. It is going out there and it's paying off student loans. That's how good Freddie P's been in terms of investments. But if you are in a league that's playing all the way to September with any sort of head-to-head Roto categories, there's definitely concern I just don't know what you can sell him off of. And the same goes for Corbin Burns. I have both of those guys. Woodruff, I don't have the concern with as much, but Burns and Peralta, who's the other guy on this, there's three more pitchers to talk about. Mm-hmm. I have legitimate concerns. Dan, in your opinion, I mean, if you could trade Freddie Peralta right now on your magical trade chart of wisdom and knowledge, what does the trade chart even tell you that you can get back? I mean, would you take a Charlie Morton for Freddie Peralta just based on you know Charlie Morton's going to soldier through and continue to give you innings? Or do you roll the dice with the Freddie P? I think I roll the dice with the Freddie P and see what happens because he's been so good. But I have to understand there's failure potentially in September for him without a doubt. Yeah, it's tough. It's really difficult to figure out exactly what you want to do here because, again, I very much play out my fantasy baseball seasons as trying to do what I can now, okay? Because if I look... A month and a half down, you know, the road, who knows if I'm going to be able to get there unless I know I have the production now. So for me, Peralta is this guy who's going to be slowly dropping down the trade chart as pretty much every week goes just because I don't know. But for now, I would still take Peralta over Morton just because the performance that we're getting right now, he's not on the verge of getting shut down. This is not like, oh, in two weeks, right? But But he's going to become a five. I mean, he's five inning pitcher. Yes, possibly. Like, right. Because you want him for the playoff. You're the Brewers. You're not just looking at September, but you got to get there. Like, right. I, I think if you're the Brewers, you also realize you got to get there too. So. And remember, the Reds, they're they're only four games back. Like, it was the Cubs, and then they start to build this lead, and then you're like, okay, maybe they'll sell in. But the Reds are right there. And if they keep – the big thing is that if they get a giant lead or something like that, then they're going to back off. I'm sure these guys. Burns, by the way, not quite as big a deal. He had 60 innings last year. He's at 87.2 right now. So that probably puts him, because he missed a little time, He's probably about trending for 160, 170. So Burns' performance, you might be like, what's the walks? Um, But other than that, I don't really worry about what he's going to give you rest of the season in terms of innings. Peralta, though, it is a concern. And again, at the same time, though, I'm not he's going to gradually move down the trade chart, but he's not like plummeting down. And I would prefer him to Morton. Would you rather have Framber Valdez or Freddy Peralta rest of the season? I still think I I think I'm taking Peralta still, but Framber, 
I'm a little worried about Framber just with a sudden uptick in walks that are going on right now. And it's just so hard because Peralta, it, first of all, in a points league, by the way, right? You, as you mentioned, I do too. That's my lone share of Freddie Peralta is in the head-to-head points league where he starts at relief pitcher for me. That, that's oh, a me huge too. deal, oh, right? Oh, and I love it. And that's the other thing too. It's like, I'm, I'm going down with that shit, brother. Well, the, you know, my, <laughs> my worry in that league, by the way, and I, I'm sure fantasy managers can relate to this, is that I have a, I have a very solid team. I've lost Bieber for now. I've lost Glass now for now. I'm the highest scoring team, but I've, I've run into like the hardest schedule. So I'm like almost right on the periphery of making the playoffs. So in that type of league, like I can't think about getting rid of Peralta, even if I, I know I have a good team because I have to get to the playoffs at that point. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to squeeze every little bit of juice out of that share that I can. But if I if I was in the first, you know, if I was in first, I knew I had a playoff spot locked up. I might consider it in that sense. I might consider it trading Peralta, but on that, I, I'm I'm holding him over Framber Valdez, I think. But that's about like that's a fair trade. No, me. that's I, that's where I'm, I'm thinking in my head, off the top yep. of my head. It's Framber mm-hmm. Valdez. Would you rather have Blake Snell or Freddie Peralta rest of the season? No, Freddie Peralta. I look Blake. Okay, so we were I'm joking just, about. Just, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad question. We were joking about our bold predictions uh, show that we had on uh, <laughs> on Discord yesterday. I the first bold prediction I offered on our bold prediction show was that Blake Snell would finish as the number one fantasy pitcher. So. I'm I'm probably not going to be right on that, but I have just probably no not. faith right now in Blake Snell whatsoever. So I'm not trading yeah. Peralta for that. Again, they were bold predictions, everyone. Not not. Real I don't predictions. Yeah, of course. What, bold. We're bold trying to be bold and be entertaining. That's what we're trying yeah, to do. But we're I, just I, here I, for we, your amusement. We're basically I, 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 gladiators of podcast world. That's all we are. We're right, disposable. Gonna, you know, I'm, they move on to the next couple hosts after us. You yeah. know, the lions come and eat us. That's it. So, all right, how about, would you prefer, because I'm now looking at my rest of season rankings, uh, Freddie Peralta, what about Ryu? I love the Blue Jays in the second half, I really do. Um, I know. That's a tough one for me. I think I'm just going to keep Freddie Peralta because of the strikeouts. Freddie Peralta's a strong kid, too. I'm just going to hope for the best that physically he's able to do it. And maybe it's something we actually revisit next year on Freddie Peralta, where we start to you know, say, okay, how much is that going to affect his 2022 season? But yeah. uh, again, right now, if you've got a healthy pitcher performing, you're just, you know, grateful at this point. Yeah. That's where you yep. are. Let's talk about some other guys too. Sure. Carlos Carrasco. I think that's a guy, if he can come back healthy for two months, he is a difference maker because of all these glass now injuries, because of the guys that we've had missed time. Right. I mean, Carlos Carrasco, I don't know if he's on the waiver wire in some leagues. I don't know if people have dropped him, what they've had to do. But Carrasco for me is one of those guys too I circle because he was so good last year in that short sample size in the 60 games he looked just like Cookie used to look. And I mean, the Mets are a good baseball team, so he would really benefit from being there nationally and all those things would all fall into place. It's just a matter of health. Then Steven Strasburg and Trevor Bauer, the other two guys that I think really are, it's very important. I don't know what you're going to get out of Trevor Bauer and how much you're going to get. And then same thing can be said for Steven Strasburg for different reasons. So if you want to roll the dice on Carrasco, Bauer, or Strasburg, who would be the guy for you that you're like, you know what, if I'm going to take a risk, who's the risk for you? I think it is Carrasco, which is mind-boggling for me to say, because he's not been a guy that I've wanted to have any shares of whatsoever. Now, the Mets have had the luxury right now of surviving, despite the fact that they're throwing bullpen games and they're throwing out whoever they can to get there. So, you know, I think in the end, Carrasco, who's starting a rehab assignment now, it's going to be a slow build, okay? He's probably not going to be back till August. But I have very few concerns about how he's going to be when he gets back. 
I do have concerns about Strasburg, A, when he comes back, B, how he's going to, you know that, how he's going to be when he comes back, whether he can survive. And I, I mean, Carrasco has all these injuries, but it's really just been a hamstring. It was a bad hamstring right. injury. It's not like elbow and shoulder issues. And, and, and right, exactly, because Strasburg has this bizarre neck, shoulder, blah, yeah, blah, blah. carpal thing. tunnel. I mean, he's got some of the weirdest things. It's just crazy. With it's that just guy. feeling like it's not something where I want to invest in that, where I wouldn't Carrasco. As for Bauer, we talked about a little bit on stages mm-hmm. last night. And look, I again, I if people are offended by the fact that we analyze it from a fantasy perspective. That's our job. Good That's job. what we have to do. I don't expect Trevor. I'm not if I if I roster Trevor Bauer, if I'm looking at him as a trade candidate, I'm not expecting him to pitch for the rest of the year. That's how I'm valuing him. So in the trade chart that is going to be published tomorrow, Joe, he'll have a value just because the top 250 players in fantasy have a value. So I don't know whether or not he's going to pitch, but I'm expecting him to either not pitch at all for the rest of the season or if he does to offer extremely minimal value. So he's, you know, he and Strasburg, basically, I don't have much interest in. And also Carrasco is the guy who I'll go with there. A uh, little, uh, little Pugsley here, Pugsley 2000. Uh, you guys did a great job last night answering any and all questions. It was fun to get to chat with you all. Likewise, Pugsley was there. Pugsley uh, Mr. Was Buster, there. I believe, was there too. Yep. Like all, all the, the peanuts and the Cracker Jacks. Um, and and look, it's just so much fun. Go, go to fantasypros.com slash uh, chat and join mm-hmm. Discord. It is great, okay? It is a good time there. Plus all the Joe Pizzopia memes that everybody's been making. I've seen them all. I, I see them. Just because I'm not always commenting doesn't mean I don't see them. I, I want to give people a space for make, creativity. I yeah, make yeah. sure that everybody can, uh, you know, tweak you a little bit to get you in there so you defend yourself. Uh, look, it's look. You know this. This last couple of weeks with football have been a little, uh, <laughs> a little busy. <laughs> I know. I hosted a football show and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I used to do this. All yeah, the time. you're like, what was do I doing? Right. Yeah. Oh, so it's been a little on? bit of a, a little bit of a busy time here. But by the way, I will mention with Discord that yeah. with football, by the way, which because again, I assume that mm-hmm. our draft kit just dropped. Hooray! Oh, our, hooray! our draft kit, ton of great stuff in there. One thing that is in there which is, you know, our Discord schedule for stages and everything like that, because we're going to be doing a ton of them right now with football and everything like that. So don't forget that. I think it's fantasypros.com slash draft kit. You can go there and get mm-hmm. all the stuff, which includes, you know, when you when you uh, have access to the draft kit, you will get access to stages. So nice. again, fantasypros.com slash chat or fantasypros.com slash draft kit. Get Sage all, all the good. benefits again. It's Sage literally like Larry King live with me. And, and it Dan's is kind of, yeah, that's 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 what it feels like. And Dan, you could do you could be Larry King for Halloween. I, I basically am Larry King every day. Are you of my there, life. caller? Are you there? Hello. Are you there, caller? Hello. Hello, Des Moines. Des Moines, yeah. are you there? Uh, all right. Before we get into the five most important fantasy finishes for hitters that we got our eye on, I want to remind everybody: go to manscaped.com, get that lawnmower 4.0. That is the tool that you need to take all of your grooming to the next level. Next level grooming is very important. You know, that's what the kids are all talking about, too. It's uh, it's it's on the streets there. Everybody's talking about you have the next level groomer, grooming or you just kind of old school where you're letting it all hang out. No, no, no. You got to be trimmed. You got to be ready. It's summertime. You got to look good. So go out there. Get your lawnmower 4.0. It's got the longest battery life in the history of batteries. It's got the brightest light ever. It shines brighter than Dan Harris after two cups of cold brew from Trader Joe's. It is a stunning thing. And Mike Mayer verified that none of the things that I say when I'm doing these are in the show sheets, that I'm literally just talking out of my you-know-what. And it's true, but if you want to make sure all the hair near your you-know-whats is all trimmed, you need that lawnmower 4.0. So go to manscaped.com, use that code leading off 
Again, 20% off free shipping. Leading off is the code manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Dan, Byron Buxton, number one on this list here in terms of hitters. Expectations for him as we close out the show. We got five players in five minutes. Let's go. Byron Buxton, your thoughts. I have zero concerns that Byron Buxton will be an excellent player when he's on the field this year. He gave us nothing <laughs> to doubt that whatsoever. Right. I have absolutely no idea when he's going to be on the field and if he's on the field, whether or not he can stay there. So I'm not investing in Byron Buxton. I'm not expecting him to do have much of an impact rest of the season. Uh, do we have a timeline on him ever since the, the hand? I don't think uh, so, right? Uh, uh, yeah, not that I've Timeline seen. is probably minimal, whatever it is. So I, I, I Does do it not matter? Expect... He'll probably get hurt on the way back. And the I, lo- I would love to see what Buxton could do if he could just stay healthy. Again, another one of my bold predictions that he'd be a top six fantasy outfielder, but uh, I'm not investing because I just it's just the health. That's this came up yesterday in the chat, which is Aloy Jimenez, um, uh, the old yeah. guy who had him. I forget who it was. We were having this conversation. Ronald Acuna lost Acuna, but he has Aloy coming back. And I said, well, is it a roto league? Because, look, you lose the stolen bases with Acuna. But if it's – and it wasn't. It was head-to-head points. I'm like, look, Aloy basically is statistically Ronald Acuna in a lot of ways as a hitter just without the stolen bases. So that is actually a really – you know, good set of circumstances doesn't allow you to like trade Aloy Jimenez because Acuna is out now. But Aloy, I think, is another player that we have to keep our eye on if he can come back healthy, ready to go. It also, we talked about this on stages last night, the squeeze of Andrew Vaughn is coming because he'll play some of the outfield. He's not maybe give Abreu a day off at first base, but Aloy's going to play DH. They're going to let that guy see the field again, and rightfully so, because he's a butcher out there anyway, and he, you don't want him hurting himself. What about George Springer? Uh, I think a quiet first half of the season for George Springer, mostly injured. Now, second half, I'm expecting the Blue Jays with Simeon and Vlad and Bo. This is going to be a very exciting team, and I think George Springer is going to help teach the kids how to win. What do you think? Yep. Uh, Springer's been pretty terrible since he came back, but it's not all that unexpected. Basically missed you know, two months you know, of the season. He's going to be fine. We've seen enough from Springer in that park with that lineup. He's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think the stolen bases are there anymore for him generally, like has nothing to do with this year, just generally. Mm-hmm. But in terms of overall production, counting stats other than stolen bases, I think he's he's going to be a monster. I really hope the Blue Jays go on a major, major run right now because, man, they are fun to watch. So, yeah, you can get the Blue Jays at 11 to one right now. Buy them. Uh, I would buy them in the betting market. I would buy pretty much every hitter on in fantasy because I think with the weather warm, with the lineup at full strength, yeah. it's just going to be good. Even Biggio, even Biggio has been good since he came back from the from <laughs> wow, the aisle. We've even gone yeah. that far. We even like You're right. everyone, everyone. Tejas Oscar Hernandez, Biggio, everybody everyone. get in the pool. Let's go. Get in the pool. Let's go. Uh, all right. How about Cody Bellinger? We talked about him a little bit last night. To me, this is another player too where my expectations are very low right now. I just feel like more and more the deeper we get into the season, it's starting to feel like a lost season for him. And I know someone right. earlier asked about is Mookie Betts going to be Mookie Betts. And I always come back to the same thing with Mookie Betts. You know, when Mookie Betts had David Ortiz in that lineup, Mookie Betts was tremendous. Then the year he didn't have David Ortiz, it fell apart. Then he got Rafael Devers' emergence and J.D. Martinez and all those guys. I was like, oh my God, Mookie Betts is amazing again. And then he goes to L.A. He's got line of protection there. Mookie Betts is a player that needs line of protection. As great of a player as he is, he needs it. He's not getting it this year, and that's why it's affecting him. So what are your thoughts on Cody Bellinger in this last two and a half months of the season here? There's just very little that he's offered to make you feel optimistic about it. Yeah. Again, we, we talked about it last night. You go through an MVP season, you come off it, you're like, I got to change my whole swing. Makes no sense. Uh, he has battled injury. He has underperformed. I told you basically, Joe, last night when we talked about it on stages that 
He's basically, I think I have him as the 40th ranked player, which I can't even justify it. Like there's nothing in his profile that makes me say, well, yeah, you know what? Track it, record it's the track that. record. It's the yeah. MVP season. It's, it's what he did before that. So uh, basically equivalent to Starling Marte. He's right there in terms of value for rest of the season. That's strong value. But the idea that he's going to be a second round pick at this point, I, I just, I don't have him there, but I would, he has enough of a track record where I buy into it to perform. Pugsley 2000 wants to know what, uh, what's the chart thoughts on trading Yelich for Corey Seager in a cat's league. Uh, I don't even have to look at the chart. Do it. Uh, we talked about last night, we talked about Yelich. We had a long conversation about Dan mentioned about how he's too patient at the plate. And I said, that's because he's not taking enough swings because the back is still bothering him. The power numbers are way down. He's got basically the same exact sample size as last season. He had 12 home runs last year, five this year. The slugging is down. Uh, the OBP is still very high because he's walking so much because he's just getting on base, but he is not an offensive force right now. That back is an issue. Don't think any differently. And as the garage opens, which signals yes. that uh, we are nearing the it's end weird of the show. weird because there was supposed to be no walk of the dog right now. So very bizarre. I told you, you, anyone in your house hears you talking, they run. They're just like, oh, enough. I can't possibly yeah. listen to Dan anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay. But that was a great conversation we had about Yelich last night. I don't even need to see it. I take my shot on Corey Seager. How about you? So I, what's funny, Joe, is that Wednesday is the day of the trade chart because there's no baseball this week. I drafted it last night, so I have the updated values right now. But as we talk through this, I feel like I need to change a little bit. Again, because we talked about Yelich a lot. Yeah. The big thing is not swinging because when he is swinging, he's not making great contact, which suggests to me he's still injured. So I'm probably going to lower him. Even so, right now I have Seager ahead of him. So I would prefer Seager rest season, who, again, had a little bit of a setback, but now seems like he's on the verge of returning. And P.S., I think Corey Seager might be like, on a fully healthy year, a second round pick going forward. Cause I just, I love the the bat so much. So I, he's a guy who, if you can buy right now, like in any sort I think of people are forgetting how good he was last year. Yep. Last yep. guy on and this list of five. Yeah. Yeah. Last guy on this list of five, Freddie Freeman without Acuna, without Azuna. Uh, it's going to be him and Albies going forward. And Freddie's had a tough, you know, first half of the season anyway. I still love Freddie Freeman, but if anyone's down on him, I would go and be aggressive and acquire him. Because Freddie Freeman is a professional. Freddie Freeman is going to show up. And I think Freddie Freeman is going to do everything he can to put this team on his back because that's who Freddie Freeman is. But what are your thoughts on uh, Freddie? And, of course, even if he does all that and makes the playoffs, his son still will not respect him enough <laughs> uh, or be impressed. Yeah. You mentioned a down, a down. To, it probably has been. And in that, he's hit 274 with 19 home runs. Like, he's just an absolute monster. And I do worry about the fact that he's probably going to get walked a ton i mean he already walks a ton he yeah. why are you going to pitch to freddie because don't don't forget again I, I, we don't want to talk but marcelo zuna also was his line of projection he's been out for the entire year you've yep. got no acuna now they'll probably make some sort of trade dansby swanson austin riley are fine he's going to get walked a lot he'll probably score a lot of runs but either way I, he's too good of a player i'm buying completely zero hesitation really regardless of the line of protection all right tomorrow no baseball, but we'll be here anyway with some bold predictions for the latter part. Who knows? Maybe we'll get into a little predictions to have some fun. I know we were talking about we were going to do that today, but we had so much fun, uh, you know, recapping the All-Star game and all the other stuff. So tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some predictions also where yeah, guys are. Yeah, the... tomorrow, right? There's only one game tomorrow, I think. So uh, can... is there yeah, even I thought one. Wednesday's the full day off, isn't it? And then Thursday, what? everybody comes back. No, I think Thursday, uh, Mayor, give me a, a heat Mayor, check here in the, in the thing. But I believe there's only, I think it's only Red Sox Yankees tomorrow, and then everybody comes back Friday. I yeah, could be wrong. So, so tomorrow we're going to have no DFS to talk that's about. That's what I'm saying. No DFS yeah. to talk about. No DFS, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. All right, we're <laughs> so, good. 
good. We'll do some predictions. We'll also look ahead at the leaderboards to see who's going to finish at the top. That'll be a good time. But in the meantime, the story of the game still goes on. For Dinger Dan Harris, I'm Joe Pizapia. We'll see you next time, kids. Bye.